Hello, everybody. My name is Juan Carlos, and welcome to OCR, an editor where we highlight amazing coaches, athletes, and everyday people from the OCR and trail communities for fun, unscripted, and unedited conversations. So today I have the pleasure of speaking to somebody who is all the way up in Denmark. Now, I'm going to have a kind of a hard time saying your name. And so can you say it the way you say it? All right. So... In Danish, we say Henriette. Henriette? Yeah, that's really good. So the last letter is an E, not an A. Yeah, exactly. Henriette, okay. Yeah, that's really good. But, you know, when I go internationally, um, I'm used to people just calling me Henriette because they're having a hard time pronouncing that last E. (laughs) Okay, because... (laughs) I feel the same way when it comes to my name. Not many people can say my name, so I try to do my best to say the other person's name right because I know how it feels. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> my name is Juan Carlos. Can you say Juan, Juan? Carlos? Well, there you go. You tried. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of, I've given up on that project. Um, and my middle name is Rebecca. So a lot of times if I travel, I just, Use that one because you don't really have to explain it and you don't have to say it 10 times for people to try and get a ride and then they forget about it anyway. So, <laughs> so how many how many people get it wrong? Um, pretty much everybody. <laughs> Just because um, like nobody tries to pronounce it the right way that we do, like we do it in Denmark. Okay. So everybody will go with Henriette if they can even, you know, get that far. So, um, and so, then I'll be like, it's like Henrietta, but no A at the end, but it's an E and you can't pronounce that. <laughs> so Henriette, Rebecca, Bardum. Bardrum. Bardrum. There's an R between the, uh, the D and the U. And the U. Okay. Because the reason I say is because in one of, okay, I took, I I've been practicing and I uh, and I saw your name in an article and it didn't have an R between the D and the U. Yeah. So that's why. So, so it's, it's Bardrum. Yeah, exactly. Henriette Rebecca Bardrum. There you go, yeah. everybody. Say it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. And it's it's a little weird because in, in Denmark, it's not actually hard to pronounce, but a lot of people forget that last R. Yeah. And then they get it wrong anyways. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, my God. I can only imagine how many times you have to correct people. It must get tiresome as well. And I know because, I mean, there's in the beginning. Oh, my God. In the last few years, I'm okay with people now just calling me. You know what? Just call me Juan. It's easy enough. <laughs> but in my early years, I'd be correcting a lot of people. And it's like, oh, this is tiresome. I'm tired yeah yeah at some point you just kind of give up yeah and i did so how are you how's everything how's life over there in denmark um i'm really good i have one last race left for this season um which is coming up in two weeks and to be honest i'm just really looking forward to getting into my training season again um 
yeah, I've done a lot of races. I think I've been racing every weekend for the past eight weeks. Um, and it's oh, my wow. first season, so it's it's been really tough and, and there's not a lot of juice left um, anymore. So I'm just, yeah, really looking forward to getting back into the training. And yeah, and yeah you know, um, it's getting colder here with the weather, but yeah, I'm really motivated, even though it gets dark and, and everything, but... I totally understand, you know, you can tell when, how much gas you have in the tank to continue racing, right? I know because I've been racing every other week and doing trail races, uh, only one OCR race here in Canada because of COVID, um, you know, our season got cut short. So I've been doing a lot of trail oh, really? races. So I've been racing every other weekend, uh, sorry, every weekend. I know the feeling. I'm at this point yeah. where like, oh, my gas is going low and <laughs> I have one more Spartan trifecta weekend to do. And it's like in two weeks. And so it's like, I have to take it easy now. Just taper off, relax, watch TV, maybe Bachelor in Paradise, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's the same here. I was um, doing a ripple race last weekend. Okay. And I've been looking forward so much because it was the very first race I did yeah. last year. Um, so it's been like this big highlight in, in my calendar to see how far I've progressed because it's the first race that I'm repeating. Yep. Um, and when I got to the final, we started running and I could just feel oh, my legs are not like <laughs> there's nothing left here. And I was just trying to fight it all the way through. But was this the like, this Red Bull race is the conquer, conquer the castle, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I'm going to touch base with you regarding that. So don't say too much about that. Okay. <laughs> For those that don't know you, uh, you know what? Before we get into that, let me say this. I am truly thankful and grateful that, you know, you were able to make time to speak with me today, to sit down with me, get to know you, not only myself, but the listeners and viewers. It truly is a pleasure to have you. I've seen your races in, in pictures and in video clips that are, you know, throughout. Uh, especially this year, and you are just an incredible athlete. And so I am so thankful to have you on. I'm very pleased to be here. I've been very excited to join your podcast and, and talk you. to you. It's so cool yeah. that some somebody from Canada knows who I am. So, <laughs> hey. you know, it by you saying that it confirms the fact that what I'm doing is the right thing. And it helps also bring in the community worldwide, not just in Canada and not just me focusing on athletes here in Canada, but also worldwide uh, to have this platform of introduction between every athlete worldwide. It doesn't matter if we know the language or not, or if we're not from the same uh, country, if the different sex, religion, it doesn't matter. It's just so nice to be able to strengthen the community, the OCR community, and then introduce everybody together through this. I think it's it's really cool and I can't wait to get out and do races around the world and yeah. and you know maybe seeing you at a race someday where you show up and you actually know somebody because exactly. you know I started that way in Denmark you show up to a race and you know nobody and <laughs> yeah. people are nice and they talk to you a little bit but you know you're just like this random girl that nobody knows who are um and, and so I'm, I'm excited to get out into the world and, and hopefully start recognizing some people out there. It can be frightening. It can be scary. 
it can be so many things when you go into a different country and you go and race uh, because one, like you said, you don't know people. It could be, you know, it, it, there's that scary aspect to it. But at the same time, it, it can also be, it's challenging. Uh, and it can also be something that helps you strive, no? For sure. I, I definitely think it's it's really fun to go around. Um, I've only done one race outside of Denmark, which was in Sweden. Um, but I've talked to a lot of my friends in the OCR community who does races around the world. And, and it's so fun to hear about the different themes they kind of get into. Like, you know, if you want something very technical, you can go over here or you want more running, you can go over here. And, yeah. and it's, it's really cool to see how some countries are known for specific things. Exactly. So before we got started, I, um, and, and some people do know that next year, uh, somewhere sometime in May, before the Canadian season here in, in Canada, the Spartan race uh, starts, I'm going to be heading up there uh, to Netherlands. And so, um, you know, me and Leon and Kofed, we've been in talks. So, uh, he's going to, you know, I'm going to go and hang out with him, train, and hopefully, possibly be able to do a race over there. Uh, like I said, hey, who knows, maybe a Viking, maybe a Spartan, who knows, whatever, but just something that I can go and do and experience that atmosphere, that environment, because I've seen it in pictures, but it's totally different when you're there live racing. Yeah, for, for sure. And also, I'm sure that people are different too. Um, yeah. I think we have a pretty good community in Denmark and, and people are really nice and, and we're all just kind of friends when we're not racing. Yeah. But I also think there's definitely countries where, you know, people are meaner <laughs> when when they go over that start line. It's like, we know friends and, and I don't care <laughs> and whatever. I've heard stories about people, you know, kind of like getting kicked off obstacles and things. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, Ooh. like one day I hope to experience it myself, but here in Denmark, everybody's pretty nice. So, <laughs> you know, to me, it seems like, and not just because I know Leon or anything, but it seems like Denmark is the forefront when it comes to that OCR community, that large OCR community that it, it seems like there is a, a bigger community there an OCR community in Denmark. Uh, um, it, it seems, it also seems like everybody knows each other. You guys support each other, lift each other, train with each other. And so you see it a lot uh, portrayed through social media and it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. I, um, I mean, obviously I don't really have much to compare to, but that's one of the things I, I love about this sport because I used to play European handball. Okay. which is a team sport. Um, a lot of people outside of Europe don't really know much about it, but um, there's just a lot of um, bitches, to be honest, in that sport. And it's not only, you know, teammates and other teams, it's the coaches as well. And, and it can be really mean and, and not very nice to be in. And yeah. starting a solo sport where it's just about me and then you, you come into this community and there's so many good people yeah. And like, I've gone like all in on this. So every time I met somebody, I'm asking them like a ton of questions about yeah. obstacles and races and what have you tried and what have you seen and what do you do and all these things. And everybody's yeah. so helpful. And, and it's really like, 
until you stand at that start line, we all just friends. And, you know what? and we know each other when we get out to the race size yeah. and, and all. Yeah. You are right in the sense where there is a lot of mean people. There's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of disrespect in sport. It's happened. It's been, it's happened ever since sport ever, you know, came into light into the world uh, many, many moons ago up till now. There's still that from, um, there's still that pressure, that disrespect between coaches and athletes and then athletes against uh uh, other athletes, especially when it comes to competitive or in order competing, there's there's still that that is hard to get away from. But I guess the best thing to do is keep your head up, keep fighting, go through it and just surround yourself with good like minded people. The beauty thing, the beautiful, I can't even speak today. <laughs> the beauty about OCR community worldwide. We respect, we appreciate we lift each other, we support each other, we help each other. That's the beautiful thing about OCR, that it's like no other in any other sport um, in this world. So, and I truly love that. I, I totally agree. I think it's it's so great that, um, really just that you can be friends, even when you are racing, nobody gets left behind. And, yeah. and if somebody gets hurt, you're sure that somebody will stop and, and make sure they, they're okay, or they get help in, in some way before they continue. And yeah, it's, it, I've never tried anything like it, because I've, I've spent so many years in, in yeah. the handball world. And yeah, it's very different. So I'm going to touch about this uh, in, in a little bit because I wanted to also talk to you about your thoughts and feeling about OCR female athletes in the sport of OCR and what, you know, what are your thoughts? What do you see happening? What would you like to see? So there, that's something that I wanted to touch base with you in a little bit. But first, let's focus on you here. Let me ask you this. Talk to me or tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, Henrietta? Sorry, um, Henrietta. Tell yeah. us a little bit about you. <laughs> Um, well, like you said, I'm from Denmark and I live, uh, just outside of Copenhagen, about half an hour away. Um, I study and I have a part-time job, which I try to remember to take care of when I'm not training, because really that's, that's what I want to put all my energy into. And in general, I just love sports and, you know, <laughs> I'm very competitive, so if you put up a challenge, you can be sure I'll, I'll be there to join it. Um, yes. And I've traveled quite a bit after high school, yeah. so my life has been a lot of traveling and, and then just doing sports when I'm home. So if you don't mind asking you, what are you studying? Um, well, if you translate it to an English title, I think it's um, environmental technologist. And you're doing that part-time? You should be doing that full-time. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they say it's a full-time study, but that's a little flexible. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it's, just... it's been tough getting back from summer vacation and um, starting the season right at the same time as going back to school because I just spend so much time and, and energy on the races that I do my study, but... You know, it's not where I put okay. most of my time. <laughs> yeah, you do your studies, but not as much. 
a lot yeah. of your focus is in your training. Yeah. If I could I know, choose, I, I definitely do a lot less studying and a lot more just running and, <laughs> and falling around on obstacles. Funny. So talk to me, uh, tell me, how did you discover OCR? Um, <clears throat> well, I've actually known about OCR for a lot of years. Um, you know, some article coming up on Facebook or whatever. Um, so I've known that they'd been there, but never signed up. And then suddenly the prices went up and I'm like, well, this is way too expensive. Um, so last race? year, huh? Was it a Spartan race? No, I've actually never heard of the Spartan races before I, I got into the world, like OCR world, because yeah. we don't have any here in Denmark. Okay. Um, but last year... One of my um, previous coaches uh, reached reach out to me because he started his own gym and he knows Nikolai Gump. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, yep. you know yeah, him. Um, and he convinced him to take part in this Red Bull race. And Thomas, my coach, he thought that I could be really good at it. So he convinced me and I was like, okay, I'll finally go. And he's like, you're going to sign up for the pro race. And I'm like, you know, I, I love competing, but I was like, maybe we should just start with the normal race and see how I do. And he's like, no, just do it. And, and we'll see how, how good you are and, and see if you actually have potential here. And that's my, that's my first OCR race. Wow. Yeah. So, so they just <laughs> threw you into, they just threw you into the race at a pro level. And how did you do? How, when you finish that, when, when you cross the finish line, how did you do? Um, so the Red Bull race is a little different because you do um, multiple heats. Okay. You do um, a qualifying heat and then you do quarterfinals, semifinals, and then finals. Okay. Um, so it was really lucky for me because I knew we were not that many women signing up for it. So I knew the first round was kind of free. We were already um, down in numbers, so we would all go into the quarterfinals if you okay. finished the round with your um, um, your armband on it. And so I could take it kind of easy, and I got to a rope climb, and I screw up my technique, and my arms were dead. I was trying to climb this rope for... I don't know, like 10 minutes and I would climb up and I would be just out of reach from the bell. And every time I had to try and get it, I would just slide all the way down and hit the ground. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, I can't like screw up here. This is way too easy for something to just fail on. Yeah. Um, so I finally got through it and I knew what I messed up in that round. So the next two rounds went a lot better. But unfortunately, when you get to the semifinal, you have two heats of eight and only the four fastest girls go on to the final. Okay. I ended up as number fifth in my heat, even though I was like eight best time overall. So okay. I got to the semifinal. I didn't make it to the final, but it was it was really fun. And I, I really loved the obstacles and, and the whole setup for it. Oh my God. So that was your first race. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you did the, you did that a couple of weeks ago. One week ago. Yeah. One week Last ago. Last weekend. Yeah. So how did it go in comparison to when you first did it? 
Um, a lot better. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a little harder to compare because the competition was so much stronger this year. There's a lot of really good girls. We had a couple of girls from Sweden and we actually had some girls from Netherlands as well. Oh, nice. Um, some pretty young ones, but they did really well. And I got into the final. So I reached my goal because that was like, okay, I got to do better than last year. And I ended up in the semifinal. So I had to get to the final this year. And I did. But like I said earlier, also, my legs were just dead. And these girls are really good runners. And you also had Ida Matilda there. She just <laughs> took three times second place in the world championship. So, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, so I ended up six um, overall nice. and yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the result. I couldn't do any more. I had no energy left. I gave it all. Um, okay. So what was your takeaway from that race last week from Red Bull conquer the castle? What, what is your takeaway? What do you need to practice on in order to, in order to <laughs> get to that top three? I need to run more. For sure. Um, this is not a race that's very tough on obstacles. They are fairly basic. You have some spear throw and some bow and arrow, which is um, obstacles that some of the girls have problems with, but they come quite easy to me. And I don't, I think I only missed one spear throw. Unfortunately, it wasn't the final, but it, I mean, it wouldn't have changed anything. Um, but I just couldn't keep up. I was in fourth place um, for maybe half of the race. And then I got overtaken by one of the girls. And I know maybe 400 meters from, from the finish line, there was another one um, running faster than me. So I ended up six, but they just better runners right now. Oh, wow. Let me ask you, um, so what is the race? What is the distance uh, to conquer the castle last week? What was it? Um, it's a short one, so it's only 4K. Oh, wow. Yeah, but you do three rounds on Saturday. So, you know, you're still doing 12K um, throughout the day, and then you have the final on Sunday. Yep. So, wow. you know, you're still doing a lot of kilometers um, in one day. Yeah, of yeah. course. Well, you got next year, so you need yeah. to know what you need to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. <after> training, <laughs> do a lot of running. <laughs> Um, tell me, so what has been, other than Conquer the Castle that we just talked about, what are some uh, other memorable OCR races that you've done or best accomplishments? Um, I did one of um, the Nordic races we yeah. have here in Denmark. And besides last year, my very first race at Conquer the Castle where Ida was also competing. This was my first race against her this year and I took second place. Oh, nice. And I was very happy about that. It was a great result, but also because I took that second place only, I don't know, maybe 300 meters before the finish line. And it was just, you know, so great to finally catch up to second place. And then, you know, you're really close. So there's no looking back. You just got to do your thing. And then yeah. hopefully that would, you know, be enough to, to take that second place. And, and it was. And it was just amazing 
because sometimes when you do races, you kind of end up by yourself. And sometimes it's in first place, it's second place, or it's like way down in, in, in between some of the girls, but you're just running by yourself. There's nobody else you know. There's not anybody who's going to overtake you or you are too far behind to overtake somebody yourself. And, and it was just really fun to actually be close and, and, you know, get to fight for it a little bit. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, what was your sport growing up? Um, well, when I was a kid, I used to do badminton. Okay. And I've uh, done some horseback riding. And then I've been playing handball since I was about 12 or so. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So handball is, is really like the sport I've, I've done for the up. longest time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So running was never a sport that you'd done when you were young. No. When? So. I've, I've, <clears throat> go ahead. Um, of course, you do some running when you you play sports but I've never done like I used to do like 5k was like an ice run and I wouldn't really want to do anything longer than that because I just yeah. thought it was really tough and I'm like oh, I can't keep this pace and yeah so did running come into your life uh when you got into OCR yeah I I knew when um so back around Christmas time in 2020 I was like okay, OCR is going to be my new thing. This is my new sport. And now I'm going to go all in. So I knew this is a sport where you have to be better at running. So I started doing some research and I talked to some friends that that's been running um, for a long time and um, tried to understand the theories about how you train smart and don't get injured and all these things. Um, so yeah, running came into my life with OZR and I started focusing on my technique and, and, you know, being smarter, the way you move. So you preserve your energy. So you got, okay. So the, all this started back in 2020. Uh, this is in January this year. In de- okay. January this year. Yeah. So how do you see your, how do you see your running now? Now that you've done OCR races, do you see that, you know, have you improved? And um, what are some of the things that you need to work on in order to be, to get to that level, to be able to compete with the Ida Matildas and then those, those, those amazing OCR uh, female athletes? Um, I've, I've done a lot of improvement. Um, when I started this year, my old 5K record was... Uh, 22 22 and a half minutes something like that and before summer vacation in around may or so i did a new pr which is 19 and 40 seconds nice so i really caught off some some minutes there and that's only with you know like five months of training or so Um, so I know I just have to keep going and I just sat down the other day and, and put together a program for my progression over the winter so I can get more kilometers into these little lakes so I can run faster. Yeah. Um, because I've, I've never, I've done 16 K is the longest I've ever ran. Okay. And 
now I need to get there on, you know, a, a weekly basis where I can, can do that without my legs being tired. You know what? It shouldn't be a problem because the way you've been competing and what I've seen and what not only myself and others have seen through, uh, especially this year, the way you've been competing and how competitive you are and, and, and well, in the pics and, and video clips that I've seen uh, and with your results, uh, with your races, I don't see that being a difficult or an issue for you. I think that because you're so driven and, and, and you know, this is your sport, you, you even said it, that you're all in. You know, you, you're not just one feet in there. You, you put both feet in there. You're going to go all in there and that's it. I, yeah. I you know what? Jumping I, hip first. <laughs> so I can, I am really happy and I'm excited for you for 2022. You Me know. too. I'm, I'm really, um, my goal, my overall goal for this year was to qualify for the world championship. And I did do that, but unfortunately we couldn't, not a lot of us can get into the US right now. And, and it was really sad, but I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's a world championship. This is like the top of the cake and it's okay to wait another year and hopefully not get my ass kicked as much. <laughs> hey, listen, I, ha- I, I, I couldn't go either. I'm in Canada. I couldn't go. And that's my neighbor <laughs> in the South. Yeah, We couldn't go. And so, you know what? I, I, I rather, you know what? It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be for me to be there this year. And and I'm okay with that. I accept that. I have next year, which gives me another how many months to train and be that much stronger. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, Yeah, so I did reach that goal. um, But next year, I'm I'm definitely doing both the European Championship and the World Championship. Good. Um, So we'll we'll see how how far I can get in, in these winter months. But I'm really excited to get out there on the big scene and get compared to some of the very best athletes in the world. It's going to be incredible. And it's so motivating to see like where you can improve and how much you need to improve. You know, it, it, it's so nice that the, that the community, the Spartan European championship community is able to set a date that it doesn't, um, conflict with another championship like OCRWC, which allows you to be able to attend both. You know, this year you had the Spartan championships happening on the same day that the OCR world championships happened. And so people had to pick and choose. I I don't like that. I hope that next year, like you, I'm able to do both and not have to pick and choose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's very unfortunate that you have um, these like big events that people really want to go to. And then you have to choose one over the other. And it's just like also because you know that that means not all the best athletes are going to be in one spot. That's right. And especially if you have the world championship, you want everybody to be able to be there. I mean, you claiming the title as the best OCR runner of the world, which is a little not the same if you know somebody else chose a different race. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I you make a really good point, valid point. But it's not it's not the athlete as, as well. I think it has a lot more to do with the promoters and, and people that are putting on these events that should be mindful that, you, there are people, and this is still a business, 
why put it on the same weekend? Separate yeah, exactly. it, put it on a different weekend so people can actually plan and enjoy. And you have the best of the best of the world athletes going to both events. And you and the people can also look, get get to see this not product, but they get to see these amazing athletes perform at the highest level against other amazing athletes, which just makes it so much fun. And it's truly inspiring when you see that, when kids see that, when young adults, uh, athletes see this, because it also inspires them to go out there, train hard, and be able to reach that type of plateau or that type of level. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Um, now, you have a race coming up. Yeah. In what, a week or two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Talk to yeah. me about this. You know, you, you seem very excited. So why are you excited? <laughs> um, well, it, it's a little funny because I've done all these races um, so many weeks after each other. And last week I was truly tired. I was looking forward to just getting back into my training routine and, and be able to train free you know, not having a race in your mind and, and thinking about, no, I can't do this or that because I don't want to be too sore or whatever. Um, and it only took me one week and I'm already race, uh, ready to go racing again. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to having this next week free to just do whatever I want and, and go running and then be a little smarter the week after. Um, but yeah. then I'm, I'm going to Sweden to do a race called Raunerak. Okay. Um, um, sorry, how do you say that? Okay, I'm going to try yeah. this. Raunerock? Rock. Okay. Uh, it's like Ragnar Rock. Okay. If you want to do a little English version. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to attempt it. So you're <laughs> going to go do that race. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's just going to be really fun. It's, it's one of the guys who competes at some of the races here who's putting it together. Yep. And um, that's one of the other things that's really cool about the community in Denmark that um, there's a lot of smaller races, which means it, it's people that you actually know who's organizing it. Yep. And it's just so cool because you talk to them and, and, and get a little bit like behind the scenes and, and know what's going on. Um, and you appreciate it because you truly understand how much time it takes to put a race together and set it up i know they've been out this weekend and preparing for the race it's in two weeks and, and they put so much time towards it to make it happen and it's just so great it, 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 it's great when you got promoters and you've got race directors putting so much effort into a race because they want to put out the best product for the and, and the best experience for not only the customer or the consumer or the, you know, the people and the athletes. Right. And so that is great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I've been in races where it looks like they just did it an hour ago and it doesn't look good, <laughs> but I also been into races uh, that I'm going to use Spartan, for example, you know, um, they put out a good product. They they go out there weeks and weeks in advance. They set yeah. out the courses and then they they, they mark these, these these trails perfectly, 
and they put out a good uh, a good product and it's a good experience for the people everybody loves it and uh, everybody is safe so it's good when you see that and it also makes you feel safe and it, it just makes you feel like you're a part of something yeah yeah definitely the experience is it's so much better yeah of course now what inspires you what motivates you um I get really motivated about the fact that the control is in my hands now. Um, leaving a team sport behind where I'm so depending on yeah. all the other teammates and what they want to do and how much they want to put into it. And then you finally get to game day and you have a coach who gets to decide whether you are part of, of like the play that day. If he feels like you deserve it or you do good enough or whatever um so I'm, I'm sure some people back here when they talk to me might think I'm a little arrogant at times but it's just because I've never really had that much control and um the results I've seen earlier this year when I just did my training and just kept going and I was even at a point where I had to you know get my body conditioned to do all this running yeah. um I just trust it because i know how much i want this um and yeah. and that inspires me a lot to just keep going i come from a team event so as a soccer player i would play soccer with a team train with the team a coach that told us what we should and should not do when we go on when we don't when you don't perform he's taking you out oh man i agree with you and i know that mentality but and then now going into a sport that it's very individual it's very you it's what you control not anybody else it's one thing to have a coach to coach you and help you with your trainings and get you better at running you know get you better at your grip and your cardio or whatever to make you an all-around good ocr athlete but this is an individual game uh sport so it's just you and so you have the control you know people you know people are gonna say things to you because you're a target you're a threat to them even better don't be apologetic for nothing for just you being you good for you being cocky sometimes people being cocky being confident people don't understand that you have to be especially when you go into a sport you put in all your work in there all your effort all your time into this you're not training to be number 10 you want to be the best yeah exactly that's the mentality If people yeah. don't like it, hey, listen, go find yourself other surroundings. You don't have to adjust to <laughs> nobody. Yeah, exactly. It's that's it's, just I my mean, way. I think. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's just um, it's all up to me now. Exactly. When I do the race, if something goes well, I know that it's all my effort. It's because I I trained hard beforehand and. And now I'm, I'm getting the payoff. And if it doesn't go so well, I also know it's all about me getting back into the training and figuring out what to do better. There's nobody to blame. You can't, it's not like the team sport where you can be like, oh, whatever she did, like didn't do her thing or blah, blah. And, and now it, it's all about you. You can't blame anybody else. That's right. Everything that you do, you are accountable for. If you don't do well in a race, Who are you going to blame? Nobody but you. So yeah. there's a lot that goes into when you step at that line at that OCR race and you run and you perform. 
And if people are going to stay saying things that, you know, you should have done this, you should have done that, you know what, just walk away. It's not even worth it because you know you better than anybody else. Yeah. That's yeah, right. exactly. Now, uh, I get a little touchy. And sometimes when it comes to that, because I know the feeling. And when you become a threat, people have something to say about you. People have opinions now. Yeah. Everybody I've, now wants to have something to say about how you should be and how you should train. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I decide that myself. Yeah. But I am really lucky because like we talked about the community here in Denmark, is just great. Yeah. So 99% of the time, all I hear is positive things. Good. It's people who support what I do and, and think it's so cool that I want to do this like so much and and they cheer on me when i'm out at races and it's just really great but i'm sure that sometimes people will be like okay maybe she talks a little bit too much you know like calm down or whatever sure. and i'm just like well if you never play you never win so right. i'm i mean i'm in for the the big game yeah <laughs> what is your what is your fueling and nutrition like before a race um i don't have any special supplements that i do and it's mostly just because i've i never seem to find something that i like in the long run um you know you do like a protein shake or whatever and it's really great for three weeks and then after that you can barely get it down anymore because it's just (laughs) tired um so i just try to you know eat normal food um get a good diet in and I have been struggling a little bit because of the early starts for races. So I like to eat normally about three hours beforehand. And if we start at nine, it's a little tough getting food down at six in the morning. Yeah. Um, on top of some nerves and excitement about going racing and all that. So um, I try to squeeze some food down, but <laughs> it's a little tough at times. Yeah. I know the feeling of having to wake up early in the morning, like five or six, and then eat something because you have a race at nine or eight or nine. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you want it to settle in your stomach, right? So, yeah, I know the feeling. Oh, I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> but other um, than that, I, um, I've i always been joking that this buddy is made out of pasta because I just, I absolutely love Italian food. <laughs> okay, good. So that was my to-go like food beforehand when I did handball because that would be you know after lunch or like evening play times um and and pasta is just always great fuel I think my body um works really great on it so (laughs) that's good now I want to play a game with you all right I'm going to ask you five quick questions I need you to answer them quickly whatever answers in your head say it okay (laughs) <laughs> this makes me a little nervous but i'll i'll play with you <laughs> all right what is your favorite food or drink um pasta <laughs> <laughs> favorite 80s movie 80s movie i'm not that old <laughs> favorite I 90s wouldn't... movie oh, man i don't uh oh, i don't know i really like harry potter did they come out that early sure no problem <laughs> We'll go with that. We'll go with everybody. <laughs> what is your favorite OCR run distance? 5K. Okay. I haven't done a lot of long runs because they, they're usually quite short here. And since I haven't been a runner for that long, I, I keep to the short ones right now. Okay. 
favorite OCR obstacle? Oh, I really like Gibbons. I need to work on it, but I just think it's so cool because it looks effortless when you can do it. I agree. Uh, it's the first time I ever hear this, but yeah, sure. <laughs> A lot of people I just find... think that like flying monkey is really cool too because when you train it, it it's you playing so much where some of the obstacles are just really hard work um give us this hard work <laughs> yeah i yeah yeah but it's i think that's amazing that you can have obstacles where it looks so damn easy you look yeah. at somebody doing it you're like oh can't be that hard you just like move these little pegs and whatever and then you walk over there and you try yourself and you can't move move it one time because you're just slipping off and it's like god damn it <laughs> Favorite OCR race? Red Bull. Um, yeah. Kong Yuri Castle. It's just, it's so cool because Red Bull is Red Bull. They go all yeah. in and they put up a big show. And the fact that the setup is different with all these heats, yeah. um, it's just special. It's so different from the other races back here. I love the fact that I have, I, I you know, I have five questions for you and i need an answer quickly for each one what i love about you is you give me you give me the answer and then you tell me why <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's great i love that now, <laughs> now if people wanted to reach out to you uh communicate uh pick your brain ask you questions about your training and your ocr um how can they reach you my Instagram will definitely be the best way to get in touch with me. Okay. What is your, what is your Instagram handle? Uh, my name there? Yeah. Hen Henriette Bartram, OCR. Okay. So, there so you go, it's everybody. just my name followed by OCR. Okay. So there you go, everybody. You have any questions, you can always reach out to her and ask questions. Here's a question for you that I mentioned in the beginning that I wanted to ask you. What are your thoughts and feelings on OCR female athletes um, in, in the sport of OCR? And what do you think is missing and what would you like to see? Um, well, bear in mind that I've only been in this sport for about a year. Yeah. And I've only done one race outside of Denmark. So I haven't met um, a lot of athletes besides the Danes. Um. But from what you've I, seen in the time that you've been in the OCR game, what are your thoughts? Um, I wish that more girls just kind of went for it. Okay. Be a little more, you know, aggressive in the way that you um, go into the race. Just freaking, I'm here to kill it. Yeah. and give it your all and and just go for it um yeah it's it's tough because the the pro level here in denmark is um it's small we're not that many and if you go to a big race it will be the same you know names that's going to be in the top and yeah. i'm really hoping that now we're getting into a time that younger people you know know about it they kind of grow up with the ocr because the parents are doing it or right. you know something like that and and i really hope it will bring um 
just more competition into it. Yeah, I know. You don't know every time you go to a race if either is there. It's she's pretty likely to win it unless something goes wrong. And I'm really hoping that I can, you know, push her a little bit next year. um, And and yeah, bring some competition into it. That's great. Now, do you what would you say to a young uh, a young girl, a young female that wants to come in into the sport of OCR, what would you tell her? What would be your message? Um, you got to run. You definitely have to spend time running because yeah. that is a lot of it. And and the better shape you're in, the easier the obstacles are going to become. Um, but then just keep keep trying. I mean, that's what I'm doing. And also this thing about taking videos or getting pictures is really great because sometimes in the progress, you kind of forget how far you've come. Um, And I, I still try to put down these little things that I know, okay, this is actually hard for me now. Try and remember it. So at some point when this is easier, you actually see the progress because something like your grip training is just slow. You don't progress that fast and it's not like running where you have a watch and you can see exactly how much you progressed already. Um, Exactly. So it's, I think it's really great. Last year I would struggle to do, um, do you know Commander Crawl? No. Just like a a rope that you climb underneath um, and it would absolutely burn out my arms. Just like that. Oh, it's an obstacle. Hanging. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I don't. Um, it it would burn out my arms, and now it's really easy for me. And that's something that I I have a mental note where I'm like, okay, you know, we're actually moving somewhere. We're actually getting better. Yeah. And I know that running and grip training is gonna be the two biggest focuses I have for my training during winter time because I gotta get faster. I need to have my legs working. Um, better for me so they don't get so heavy when I'm out running and then grip because I'm I'm pretty strong already I don't struggle much with strength obstacles and the basics you know high walls and and all these things are also you know like you can always improve but I'm not struggling and I'm pretty efficient on them Um, but grip training I just lose it so fast I just it's gone so there you go little girls you know, yeah. it's important that, you know, I like asking this question uh, from female athletes like yourself and many others, uh, because I, I, I want the message to be clear to the young, uh, the young athletes coming into the sport that, you know, it is, it's going to be fun, but at the same time, you have to also put your work in, you have to put your training and, you know, get training so that way you can be the best and that you can be because you're a witness to it. You're in it. Yeah. So a message like that will help the young generation come into the sport and we can see the races fill up a lot more, especially it's, with it's female so athletes. Yeah. It's so great. We also have these family runs in Denmark where, um, typically you have the, the pro run and, you know, the open run on Saturdays, and then you have a family run on Sundays 
where families can can go out together and bring the kids and yeah. um the organizers will make the the route you know fitting for a family to go out there and that um, is great and that is exciting and i'm glad that that's happening in, in ocr races where it's not just for athletes it's also for families uh to come together to unite and to participate and for everybody to participate in these events it doesn't always have to be the athletes it, it can be family oriented as well and so that's beautiful um Henrietta, i I am so thankful. Once again, what I said in the beginning, I'm going to say it again because it's important. I am thankful and grateful for your time, for sitting here with me, getting to know you. It's been fun. We share some laughs. I got to know <laughs> you better. Like I said, I am going to be up there in May, uh, early May up there in uh, Netherlands. And I hope to, you know, ho hopefully I can see you at a race. Or if not, if you're nearby, sh you know, uh shoot the shit with you <laughs> yeah definitely you. if if you find a race you're gonna do you should let me know and maybe most um, definitely yeah most definitely For sure it's so, not that far away from denmark so maybe i can make it there you go wow there you go Leon, <laughs> we got another person yeah um, oh leon he loves more company so he would definitely oh, he, like that oh my god he loves company he loves hugging too <laughs> Yeah, he's a chatty one. <laughs> oh, is he ever. I thank you so much. Thank you for your time. It's been such a pleasure. I've had a blast. And for the listeners and viewers, I hope you guys learned as much as I have. This is, I'm going to say it again now. I'm going to try your name. Henriette Badrum. Yeah. Guys, reach out if you have any questions. Thank you so much. Um, and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been really fun. And oh, like you said, you. please, if, if anybody has questions about whatever, just reach out to me. Um, I'll be happy to answer them. Thank you so much. Have a good night and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you.